Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Yo, what up? Yo, yo, hey. yo. Yo, 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 yo. What up? New year, new us. Yeah. JK. No. JK. Definitely not. Same old us. That's us weirdos. Oh my gosh, I can see your working desk in your background. Tell me how cool that is. That's <gasps> so cool. Your treadmill desk that your dad built you. My dad killed it. And the best part too is I think he used like a pine. I can smell it. And when I walk in my office, I can smell like cut wood. Mm-hmm. Reminds mm-hmm. me of my dad because that's what he used to smell like yeah. when he come home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Now, so new year, new me goal is that I'm going to start walking while I'm working. Walking and working. Walking and working. She gonna be Well I would walk five That's the Terry Fox song, right? (laughs) (laughs) Never never announce that to a bar or a brewery full of people because apparently it is not actually the Terry Fox song. (laughs) No, and probably half of our majority of our listeners don't even know who Terry Fox is. (gasps) Oh shit, you're right. All right, well, Canadian Google, icon legend. Yeah, Google Terry Fox, Canadian icon. And then every September, all of the school children do a run in his or a walk or whatever in his honor. And at our particular elementary school, they would play that song. Well, I would walk mm-hmm. by on repeat miles. for the whole event. And mm-hmm. so I just thought that that song was about Terry Fox. It wasn't the miles that like maybe put that out there for you, not kilometers or. Okay, okay, you're right. Okay, I just know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you mention it. <laughs> okay, Anyways. so do you have any like New Year new goals? I want to continue my journey of happiness <gasps> and confidence. Oh my god, I love that I for keep you. It going, yeah. Yeah. So are there any like certain like steps that you've got in mind? Like you don't have to tell me, but like, do you, do you have a plan or are you just like, that's the direction? The direction. I just want to keep on the up and up. And like, I oh, try yes. not to set myself up for failure by being like, I want to be like more confident at X, Y, Z before the end of the year, because yes. I'm not good with resolutions and that kind yes. of stuff anyways. Yes. But yes. just the general concept of continuing on my journey. I fucking love that for you. What about you? Well, I want to I want to read a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to hydrate more. That is a huge goal for me for 2023 because I will go full days without drinking water and then I'm like, "Why am I so achy and tired with a headache?" It's like my body's like cuz you literally drink coffee and diet coke. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Well, I mean, so I've got some electrolyte 
electrolyte powder that I've been putting in my H2O. So I'm like hydrating and et cetera. And I want to walk more. Nice. Love yeah. that. Yeah. And reading. Oh, okay. Did you set your Goodreads goal? I yeah. Know did, I just, but... I just set it for 55 because 50 was, was hard. 55. Well, 50 was hard. It was like, I had to yep. make an effort mm-hmm. this month to like mm-hmm. meet the goal. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to go too crazy. What about you? I did as well. And I increased mine by five too. I went to 35. Oh, yeah. Because I'm embracing the audiobook game. That is going to improve your your reading tenfold. Tenfold. Whoa. (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a pop. What the fuck? (laughs) yeah anyway awesome great cool you guys let us know in the group what you're not like I don't really believe in a resolution I think that's kind of stupid Mm -hmm. but like I love a goal and like the new year it's like it's like January gives me like the renewed spirit for some sort of goal and so does September right Mm -hmm. like school year Mm -hmm. is always ingrained in me Mm -hmm. so yeah if you've been thinking about things you'd like to do this year just like holla at us holla Hello. Sidekick rings. What's up? Hello. What's up? Hello. <laughs> what are you reading? Are you reading anything? Text the address. I'll see you I'll later. See you later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. So with Deb, I'm reading All the Light We Cannot See, which is that historical fiction. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually listening to it, but I bought it today. So I might reference both because I'm having a hard time with remembering the names and stuff because I'm not reading them. I'm like a visual name person. Are you the same? A visual name person. Like you need to read somebody's name to remember it? Yeah. 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 Like I can't just hear it. That doesn't do it Mm-mm. for me. I need to read it. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes me a while. Like in an audiobook, I'm like, who is that person again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And between my audiobook and this book some of the n- people have the same names right now and i'm like oh no <laughs> that's no. the worst yes, yeah that's tricky sorry about that no 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 all good um yes so i'm reading or listening to all the light we cannot see who like everybody and their brother has told me to fucking read that book so cross my off the list this year and then mad honey which is so fucking good oh, it's and then good, good my little at night no notes guilty pleasure read it's not really guilty pleasure but i'm reading daisy darker too nice cool really? what about you what are you on on to go um i started listening to the hating game oh i maybe should not have listened to that book maybe is it a creepy <laughs> book no it's a steamy book oh <laughs> baby so you're let's just say someone tell you yes let's just say there's a lot of wet panties wait for you no not Your for me <laughs> the character no not me <laughs> no, <not laughs> you need to clarify everyone else sorry not me not me no i am wet embarrassed when mates. When she starts talking about her dreams and stuff and her coworker, <laughs> I'm just like, um, is anybody listening right now? Like, <laughs> oh, oh. That, well, maybe it's 
well no I was gonna say maybe it's better because no one can see what you're reading but like on your e-reader no one can see what you're reading no no but I'm already committed I can't un unstop now because you know me you could I could how many percentage are you I don't know. It's fine. The bits I'm in between are fine. I need to embrace the steamy life, I think. Oh, yes. Instead yeah. of being like a prude about it, which I'm always am. True. And like some spicy, some spice is like good. As long as, you know, for me, it's just like I don't want a whole book about that. Like I want there no. to be some substance, not just yes. like, like Verity was a pretty good mix. Mm-hmm. True. Except the headboard bit. Well, but we we will never forget that. This and the best true. part was discussing it with Summer's mom, Wendy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> okay. Should we jump into this? But before, yes. maybe I'll introduce a new babe. Yes. Uh, we have one new babe this week. So thanks for joining us over the holidays. Anna. Anna. Hey. Yeah. Yo, what up? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And I want to give a special shout out to Linda who is listening or going to be reading and listening with us this month. Hi, Linda. And she's already texting me all about it. I know. I loved her theories. Great. And and she posted. Yes, she posted the photo in the um, Facebook group. So go and look because she's talking about like has pictures of what they're talking about in the book. Literally, it was so cool. I Mm -hmm. and I think that I need to ask her, but I think that that may have been our like so linda is my next door neighbor mm-hmm. just so ev- mm-hmm. all of the babes know and i think that that may have been our house before you moved in before we were moved in but i need to i need to run it by her but yeah yeah it's cool. cool all right okay. this is these are long chaps so holy fucking shit <laughs> hold on to your panties because yeah. we gonna be talking for 30 hours Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. We are reading Mad Honey by Jody Pico. Thank you. Thank you. Looked that one wrong. up. No. Wrong. Oh. It's right, right, but it's wrong. Yes. 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 I hear you. The ULT. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who who am I to say? I literally looked up many ways. Some of them said the other way, but then I found an interview where the guy was interviewing her face to face, and that's how he said her last name, and she didn't correct him. So hopefully. That would be my, yeah. That would be my yeah. best. Yeah. 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 So hopefully hopefully anyway and jennifer finney boylan two authors and i couldn't find anything online about their writing process 
Yeah. Like did Linda ask in the group yes. if yes. they people were thinking like one's writing for one and one's writing yes. for the other? Yes. So Linda thinks that because I guess she's read read many other of Jody's books. She thinks Olivia is Jody. It's her writing. Oh, style. Okay. They, but both of the writing styles are very similar. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm not like huging noticing huge discrepancies. Mm-hmm. 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 They flow so, well. Yeah. So I don't know, but I I wish we could find out. Yeah. But the book's relatively new too, right? Is that mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. there's not too much? All right, I'm gonna start. Um, so for the book, Kate will be Olivia, and Chantal Hi. will be Lily. Oh shoot! You're wait seriously. Mm-hmm. What? I'm Lily. You're. No. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> My way. Don't. Don't. Oh my god! My heart just went into my butt. I know. I saw it in your face. I probably could have carried it, but oh my god! I literally thought of that. Like I was like, "What would we do if that ever happened?" Okay. I had that thought too. That's why I, I said it out loud. Anyways. Sorry. So I am Olivia, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the date is December 7th, 2018, and it is the day of for this chapter. So we already said this. The chapters are literally 30 minutes long, like each chapter. We're summarizing here. We're doing our best. Please don't hate us. Thank you. Look, here we go. It's our podcast Okay, so it starts off with some sort of like internal internal dialogue that we're assuming is Olivia's, and that is the fact that she wanted a girl all throughout her pregnancy, and when Asher was born, a boy, she ended up sort of being relieved, and I wrote down this quote because I was like, fuck, ain't that the truth? And the quote was, better to have a boy who would never be someone's victim. Yikes. However, foreshadow? Mm-hmm. okay so then we find out that the book is taking place in a little town called adams in new hampshire and the people of adams new hampshire steer clear of olivia's house because of the honeybees so she grew up on a farm and we find out that this was a generational thing her her dad her grandfather before him and so on they were all I didn't look at how to spell this word or say this word, but it's a peri, a periest, which is a, a beekeeper. They house yes. bees. So this was a hobby for all of them. We find out that the town is very small. Um, it kind of reminded me like of your hometown, like mm-hmm. just a small, although maybe even smaller because it said like one stop, like one store, like so the town is small. And then we learn a little bit more about, Braden Fields, who was Olivia's husband, aka Asher's father. So he works in cardiac surgery, um, which she and and she knew the first time that she had met Braden that he was the one. So they get married, and then one year to the date of their marriage, her mother finds that her father had died in the fields from a heart attack. Um And since her brother was now a high-profile lawyer and her mom was allergic to bees, the beekeeping fell onto Olivia. 
So for five plus years, she drove weekly to check on the bees back and forth between where her and Brayden and Asher were living and where her mom was living. Um, and she became the first McAfee to commercialize the bees. So she knew she'd never get rich doing it, but that she could get by. Yeah. Hmm. I love yeah, that. Too. Yeah. She's selling honey. Yeah. She's taking care of the bees. She's mm-hmm. just doing it. Okay. Now, now it's present day. So Asher is a teenager now, and he looks like Olivia, although he still has Brayden's last name. We find out that he plays hockey. Um, the The mother and son have sweet banter together in the morning over coffee. She ends up bringing up porn, which is like funny, I guess, but he finds it really awkward. Um, and then she asks how Lily is, and we find out that Lily is Asher's girlfriend. Lily is also a newcomer to town, and Olivia hasn't heard much about her in the last week, and then Asher leaves for school. So then we also find out that December is the downtime for a beekeeper. So during my chapters, there is a lot of beekeeping information and history. I'm not writing all of that down. I find it very enjoyable to read, but I don't think I need to, like, say it back. Good call. Thanks for supporting me in that one. Yeah. Um... So because it's snowing out, she decides it's time to start decorating for Christmas, which is like, sure, why not? So she hopes that she has a little while longer with her son. She's thinking about how he's a teenager and he's got this girlfriend and he'll uh, leave her eventually. But she's hoping he can, you know, which is also, I feel like, more foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. So she goes to make his bed and a sketchbook falls out. We find out that this is Asher's softer side and that he hides his art side from his hockey bros, which is like, are these really your true friends if they're making fun of you for being super talented in drawing? Like, so good. Exactly. Yeah. You guys got chose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Suck a bag of dicks. (laughs) Uh, So Olivia flips through the book and she sees a drawing of a topless woman who she is guessing is Lily. She knows how much he loves Lily, and she decides to, like, mess up the sheets again and just leave everything how she found it, because, like, maybe that was a little too private. Like, yeah. Good call. Good call. (laughs) We also find out that beekeeping is the world's second oldest profession, which is kind of neat. And then, again, we got a lot of beekeeping historical facts. So she walks her property to collect boughs for decor, for her Christmas decor. She feels like someone is watching her. Um, And then we find out this was very neat and I had no idea. I wrote, interesting, the smell of bananas is a sign that bees are pissed off. How odd. I did not know that either. That was cool. Yeah. See, I I like that. I like expanding my mind a little in a book too. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like, okay. So then, this is my favorite. I actually told Deb about this today, but Olivia names all of her queens after music icons. So we learned that it is Celine's hive that has been attacked and attacked by a bear. So the attack is kind of fatal, which sucks. Um, She's working to set up the new hive for the angry swarm that remains. She uses the smoker to dull the bee's senses and take the aggressive edge off, which was another little thing that I was like, oh, cool. Didn't know that. 
So she tries to set the bees up in their new home, but knows that the bear attack was fatal, but she can't just abandon them, and she gets stung. I feel like that was in there to show her, like, bleeding heart almost, where it's, like, Mm -hmm. she knows that there's no point, but she can't not do anything, which, like, I love. I feel like that's kind of the people that you and I are, too. Um. Throughout all of this, she has lost track of time and doesn't realize that it's past dinner and that Asher hasn't come home yet. Uh, Olivia tells a story of when she said there are a lot of flashbacks throughout all of this. Yes. So she's telling a story of when she signed up for Facebook and she hid her password in this antique desk that her and Brayden had. Um, Brayden found it and she took it away from him and he chased her to the bedroom and broke down the door and ended up like injuring her face. Um, And it was all like very aggressive. And then he tells her that it was like, or she's like, I shouldn't have hit that. And he's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you shouldn't have like the blame gets put on Olivia. So this is just the beginning of what, over the past, this past quarter of the book we see was a very abusive relationship yeah. um so she can't get a hold of asher and she is annoyed um suddenly he calls her and he tells her that he needs her he's at the police station and he thinks lily is dead excuse me oh fuck get the yeah. fuck out of here <laughs> honestly at first i was like feeling a bit dull with that chapter Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I think I, this, I don't know if I told you this, but like, I didn't really read the synopsis for this book. I just Same. saw on Goodreads, it had a good, like, mm-hmm. star review. And I was like, oh, I'll just read the synopsis when the babes pick which book we're reading. <laughs> and then I never read it until I picked up the book and was like, dang, <laughs> we're the same. Me too. Me too. I hardly ever read the synopsis when we pick yeah. a book. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, sure. Except yeah. if we're talking, like deciding yes. between ourselves. Yes. But yeah, if, yeah. A ba- if the babes pick it, I'm like, all right, well, we're reading I'm it. Like, Let's go. Yeah. They all had good ratings. Like I'm like, and it's like a Jody Pico book. So like <laughs> I knew what I was getting, what I was in for this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're with Lily and we're on same day, day of. Um. <clears throat> And it, like Caitlin was saying, kind of flashes back as a past kind of reflection and current. So um, Lily has always felt like she's a disappointment, especially because her father always wanted a boy. Um, We find out that Lily was or is a fencer, which is really badass and cool. (laughs) And that was like the only time he was impressed by her. And she thought it was because her face was covered and he couldn't tell if it's a boy or a girl. Yeah. That sucks. Um, Okay. So Lily and her mother have left their last residence um, last summer and it's, time for their second chance we find out that um lily has struggled a lot with self-harm and her mother calls her a hero for overcoming some past struggles Mm -hmm. um which then lily usually turns down and she i just this quote um kind of resonated with me um she has decided to be somebody who figured out how to stop being sad which is interesting 
I like that. It really, yeah, I just felt connected to that. Well, and it's very true. Like you, mm-hmm. you can't stop being sad until a part of you decides that you're decides. done with it. Exactly. Not that it's that easy. Like I'm no. not trying to belittle yeah. anybody's process, but mm-hmm. that's a good one. You're right. Yeah. Um. So then back to present day, Asher is telling her that he has the best Christmas gift ever. Maya, who is Asher's like childhood best friend, who has now also become friends with Lily, tells her that she thinks it's going to be his grandmother's ring, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this has also gotten Lily like hopes built up for something different than what we actually find out happens. Mm-hmm. True. Um, that would be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out that um, Maya and Asher obviously grew up together, but Maya's more like a sister. Um, this does make Lily a little bit jelly of her, but not in the way like that she would think more in the way of that she got to spend so much time with him. Mm-hmm. We find out that Asher knows about Lily's self-harm and her scars, and he says it doesn't matter to him, but it matters to her. Um, which I'm wondering what that's about. Like maybe he brushes it off too much, like, and she wants it to be more of a deeper connection. Cause you find out more, she very rarely shows her true yeah. soul, like yes. is very yes. reluctant to trust. Yes. Yes. It's true. You're right. Um, so we find out, or we get to know a little bit more about, Lily's mom her name's Ava and she works for the I know right she's awesome cool yes yeah yeah so she works for the U.S. Forest Service and she works in the Department of Agriculture and they also have a very old black lab forest that is mostly gray now Mm -hmm. tell me this though does Ava not kind of remind you of Inti from Once There Were Wolves yeah like maybe just like, a little kind bit of yeah like independent outdoorsy woman mm-hmm. definite true maybe that's why yes 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 she sounded so cool yes and I don't know if this bears anything but it kind of just sums up Ava so I'm just gonna go over it really quickly but it seems like Lily likes to make lists of things so she's gonna she wants to say like the five things that make my mom a badass so One, she can track anything, even humans. The first time that Asher was here, he left a a boot footmark in the mud. And she said, he's left foot dominant. So that means he's likely left-handed. Like he's like, she's like, I know all about him already. So cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. Yes. Um, Her mom's also taught her how to remember Zodiac signs in order um knows um she knows her knots and when to use them specifically and also has a katana cool (laughs) (laughs) um she's a true adventurer and that her and lily or sorry that lily is her best friend and her second best friend is herself so she holds herself and lily just so close to her Mm -hmm. um Lily is noticing that her mother is looking more tired ever since leaving Point Reyes, Reyes, which is where they had just recently left from for the new desk job here in New Hampshire. 
Um, and then she's wondering if it's the job or maybe it's her anxiety related to Lily that's making her feel tired. Mm-hmm. Um, she's talking about her what her special gift might be because she's going to go and get it right now, essentially. And her, her mom just kind of leaves a little, <laughs> makes a little funny joke and just says, make sure he gives you his special gifts with his clothes on. like, <laughs> And that the recipient keeps their clothes on too. <laughs> and too mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what his special oh, gift is. <laughs> oh my God. We find out that Lily is clearly very smart. She's musically inclined amongst just being academically inclined as well. Um, They are talking about, I think, things that are probably just very surface level. I don't think I need to get into that. Um, But then they end up at the A1 diner in town. And this is her special gift which ends up being that her dad is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh. sends yes, which sends her into a questioning of pretty much everything. Like what the fuck? This is like the one person I hate the most more mm-hmm. than anything in the world. How could you bring him here? So she essentially just runs away and is ends up being alone on a bench. Um, wondering who to call because she feels like she can't call her mom and then that Maya would end up taking Asher's side. Um, We find out that the last time Maya had seen her father was two years ago and this was at a fencing tournament. Or sorry, Lily, sorry. (laughs) Um, uh, At a fencing fencing match two years ago and he was drunk. So it sounds like he has some alcohol or substance abuse issues um and then before that two years it was like another four years before that so it sounds like he hasn't been in her life for the past 10 years or so Mm -hmm. asher finds her and approaches her and holds her wrist very hard and she knows it's going to bruise um he is very mad at her because he was trying to do something nice for her which is red flag no um in that he knows what it's like growing up without a dad so she wants he wants her to have a relationship with hers which no um she is obviously it's interesting sorry it's interesting because i think because i'm writing down olivia's chapters i'm like siding with asher like i didn't pick up i wasn't like wow red flag i was like kind of selfish but like i didn't think of it as extreme as you yeah oh just because i'm seeing like how much asher loves lily and like the Mm. you know the conversations that she that olivia has observed between them and her son i don't know it's kind of interesting interesting so she is not fond of this staged slash forced reunion with the person that's ruined her whole life. Um, and he thought, Asher thinks that she he could fix everything for her by doing this. And wrong. he's wrong and brings <laughs> up the notion of second chances and the fact that he was given a second chance by Li- by Lily, which she calls a mistake clearly and then she ends up walking through the woods alone at night which is Mm. no do not recommend don't do that but she's fine 
but five days later um she's end up very sick Uh, she's uh, blaming it on her walk through the woods and she's just left wondering how the fuck did asher find him first of all and if he's still here in in adams um because she's afraid that he's just gonna like show up and find her she ends up becoming afraid of herself in this kind of journey of anxiety and spiraling and that she's afraid that it's not enough to make her happy to like try and fight for anything in this situation Um, also I feel like just because she's like been I'm sure you can compare like you can relate where it's like you've been in that like deepest darkest hole and you're absolutely terrified of ever going back there and it's Mm -hmm. like I feel like this whole thing is like tripping her up and she's like Mm -hmm. no I don't want to like exactly oh truly that's exactly what that's exactly perfectly put um she eventually comes out to her mom and says like I have to tell you something because she wasn't saying anything to anybody by the way Mm -hmm. that the that dad had shown up um so she eventually comes clean to her mom and says dad was here and adams i don't know if he's still here find out to know that um he did talk to ava but he's already gone back to seattle apparently um then she wonders if her worrying was what made her sick her mom kind of leaves her with like a little word of wisdom and it's quote We don't know anyone as well as we think we do, especially the people we love, which foreshadowing maybe here. Mm -hmm. She ends up having a fever. So her mother's obviously terribly worried. And I don't think the prescription is more cowbell for this one. So. (laughs) (sighs) Ah, shit. Oh, shoot. Um, shit. Asher is begging to talk. She just ignores him. And he even makes a little comment saying, promise me you won't hurt yourself again, which I don't know if that's maybe from their falling out that they've already had in the second or chance. previous. Or previous, attempt. previous. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. So I think we'll find out a little bit more. Maya's now, Maya's now into it too. Mm. trying to stick up for asher trying to get Mm. in there somehow Mm. um we find out that it's early acceptance time for college and she's waiting for um acceptance from her number one i guess choice of college which is oberlin um and it's the first time that she feels like she can see her future because she's a cellist which is also very cool um dirk the co-captain of the hockey team shows up and he's He's like like a kevin he is he's like a kevin for sure just even more overtly gross yeah and he's got Um, a stupid name too yeah dirt dirt dirty dirk (laughs) ew dirty dirk dick (laughs) so he fesses up and says like hey i kind of messed up and i need some help he was accepted into uc boulder as a junior with a free ride as long as he kept his grades up so lily knows that he's failing a class he wants her to read 
his English paper, but I think this was all a setup because he's also asking if she needs a friend at this time and that he could even possibly be more than a friend at this point. Ew! Get out of here! Which, kudos to Lily. She's like, I'll email you. Goodbye. Close the (laughs) door. Yes, makes it very clear. She's refreshing the Oberlin website and she finds out that she is not getting early acceptance and that they'll circle back again in February. So at this point, she's just... I don't know if she's really spiraling, but I'm wondering if she's worrying more. Like, am I going to fall back? I'm sick. She seems like an overachiever too. So this Mm -hmm. would be like a hit to the ego almost, not getting early acceptance. Yes. Yeah. She's not, she's on the rocks with Asher. Her dad just showed up. Now this, like, I feel nervous. Yes. I feel nervous for her. Um, She's again, wondering who she can talk to. And she knows that mom is the only one she can talk to and be completely open with. But she's not returned back from the pharmacy to get her some medicine. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. All right. Olivia, December 7th, 2018, three hours after. The police department is the kind of place you don't notice in Adams unless you need it. Uh, Petty crimes happen, but nothing too much. Like, nothing too serious happens here. We meet Lieutenant Newcomb, who comes out to see Olivia when she's at the department. However, we find out that Olivia knew him as Mike, and he took her to her junior prom. He tells her that Lily has been taken to the hospital and that Asher was found holding her body. They are hoping he can answer some questions for them. Um, before Lieutenant Newcomb takes her in to see Asher, he warns her that it's not his blood, and she sees that he is covered in blood when she walks in. And so, obviously, whatever happened with Lily was brutal. Like, she was bleeding a lot. Mm -hmm. The interview starts. Asher says Lily is his girlfriend of three months, and he went over to see her because she hadn't been answering his texts and he was worried when he went into her house he found her at the bottom of the stairs not moving the police officer asks why he didn't call 911 which is weird to not call 911 um we also find out that nobody else was there at the house he doesn't remember moving lily to the couch but says that he must have um eventually her mom came home and that's who called the police So the detective gets a phone call and tells Asher that he's sorry. And at that point, we realize that Lily has passed. Um, Which, and I mean, he essentially just falls apart. So then we also find out that Adams celebrates Independence Day two weeks after the actual Independence Day as like this weird old town tradition. Um, And they've got this like parade and it's like a big deal. And when so this is a flashback. And when Asher was five, uh, Brayden and Olivia and Asher all go to this parade, and she ended up running into Mike then, um, because Asher was like super stoked to see the police car and whatever. And she was surprised that he was still there. Um, that night, Brayden chokes Olivia because she won't tell him if she had sex with Mike. 
Um, and then he essentially just love bombs her afterwards. And this becomes a pattern that we start to see over and over. And mm-hmm. I think that we're seeing this abusive pattern because we're going to be talking about nature versus nurture in terms of Asher. So when they get home, Asher goes straight to his room. She tries to offer him soup, but he is like just swimming in grief. She finds Ava's phone number and calls. She leaves her voicemail. Olivia has woken in the night to a noise. Turns out that it was Asher sobbing. She goes to comfort him and realizes that he is sound asleep and she holds him until she falls asleep as well, which is just like sobbing in your sleep. That's too much. You like Mm -hmm. never get an escape from it. So she goes to check on her bees, um, and we learn a little bit more about bee history. Essentially, it's all women who run the fucking hives, so hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> go, girls, go. Who run the uh, hive? Girls. Girls. <laughs> she go, uh, She remembers the first time Asher brought Lily to meet her, um, and she was with the bees when she first met Lily. She didn't recognize Lily at all. Because as I said earlier, Lily's not from Adams, so and Olivia is literally grew up there, so she would know everybody, right? Um Lily and Olivia, when they first meet, they end up swapping these weird beer bee stories together, and that's when Olivia decides that she really does like Lily. Um Olivia knows that she cannot bring Lily back for Asher, but that she can make sure Asher doesn't follow Lily. So it sounds Also, it sounds like Lily was at their house a lot and that Olivia got to know her quite well. Um, When Olivia goes back to the house, Asher is awake. She asks him if he'd like to tell the bees um, because this is like a tradition in the in her family's beekeeping. I don't know if it's like a bee all over or what, but there's Mm -hmm. always the family has to go and tell the bees and then they cover the hives in like a black um veil mm-hmm. when you're mourning <laughs> i'm sad five days later is lily's memorial so lily has been cremated and we also find out that she was 19 which is older than i thought because why is she mm. in high school if she's 19 That's, yeah i was wondering the ages as well yeah i thought it was strange That's like w- maybe i don't know where does this in the states no I don't know. Maybe she's born in January? But still 19? Yeah, you wouldn't be 19. I don't know. Maybe she was held back? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's something <laughs> that happened. True. True. Um. So Maya approaches Asher and she's crying, but Asher does not react to her whatsoever at all. Um, we find out, again, like you had said earlier, that Asher Maya. and Maya had been friends since they were small children. Olivia ends up embracing Maya. Um, and she remembers at that moment that it was Maya who introduced Lily to Asher because Lily and Maya had become really close friends. So Asher is very clearly struggling, which I don't blame him. This is his girlfriend's mm-hmm. friggin' funeral. Um, there is suddenly a noise, like a disturbance. There's a scene happening and it turns out that it's Ava and she is yelling at a man. She leaves the room. And when that man goes to leave 
two, he acknowledges Asher by name on his way out. And Ava is pissed at Olivia. They run into each other at the funeral, and she says that if it weren't for Asher, she'd still have a daughter. So that escalated quickly, and I'm very curious as to where that theory came from. Like, why Mm -hmm. she automatically Mm -hmm. assumes it was Asher, right? Which is why I don't think it's him, because it seems like it's Mm -hmm. too obvious. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Olivia and Asher are like, let's GTFO, like, this is not a great place for us to be. And Mike catches them before they leave, and he wants Asher to come back down to the station to answer more questions. So, like, what are you supposed to say? No, they obviously don't want to, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't think you are you can say no. Mm-mm. So they follow him back to the station. Um, he tells them now that they've gone through the crime scene. So it's become a crime scene, which was surprising to both of them. And that mm-hmm. there were some discrepancies between Asher's story and what they found. He tells Mike about how they had gotten into a fight He asks if she was seeing someone else. It's all becoming very convoluted and, like, weird. Um, Mike asks if... See, this is where I got kind of, like, confused, too. Because he asks if he'd been in Lily's bedroom. And Asher says no. But I'm like, did he mean on that day or, like, in general? Because he had probably been in her room in general. Exactly, yes. And right? we find out that, yes, later, he, he has been in her room. Yeah, but, like, they've been dating for three months. Of course he's been in her bedroom. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so he explains that, Mike explains to Asher and Olivia that there was an overturned lamp and a, a glass of water on the floor or whatever, um, and that his fingerprints were in her room. So this puts Olivia on high alert. But I was like, but why is that so concerning? Like, why would that be concerning? Mm-hmm. I don't Mm. understand. But anyway, Olivia's like, oh, hell no. She interrupts. She says they have a right to an attorney. The interview is clearly over at that point. They get in the truck. She calls her brother. And he is semi-retired, but he was like a high-profile defense attorney. And she's like, "Uh, I need your help. 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 (laughs) S-O-S. Okay. This is the week before. So November 25th to November 29th, 2018. Lily is happy. No, she's phenomenal. They're making out and more in Asher's old tree fort, the stronghold. Obviously, it's a bit steamy. Um, And were panties wet? Yeah, I think they were. They weren't (laughs) on her. I know that for 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 a fact. Noise. Um, Get it. At first, the treehouse belonged to his mom and uncle so they're looking at the initials carved into like the roof um first it was his, and then he explains the like uh order of ownership essentially mm-hmm. first it was his mom and uncles then it was his and maya's then dirks and his so that they could smoke pot up there lily also mm-hmm. remarks that his dad's initials have been carved in there and he explains that one day he came in and carved his name in like he owned the place, like it belonged to him, which is kind of like a theme for mm-hmm. for his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, she notices the visible shift whenever she he talks about her, his dad. So he asks 
Lily, if he is the asshole, like if his dad's the asshole or if Asher's the asshole for missing him and asks if he, she misses her dead dad, which mm-hmm. he ain't dead. Mm-hmm. But Asher obviously does not know this. Um, She doesn't let on that that's a lie yet. And she says that she wouldn't miss him because she he fucked up her life. So mm-hmm. um, he confides to her that she he wants to understand his dad. Um, but Lily feels like she can see right through um, his dad and, and like he's like almost like a bullshit artist kind of yeah. person. Um, and then also she blatantly tells him like if he cared you would be part of his new life mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. bluntly tells him this mm-hmm. um and then asher comes up with the crazy idea of let's just go and show up this thursday for their like a belated thanksgiving that they hold <laughs> not a good idea but um, lily is like so game for it she's yeah. like yeah all right <laughs> all right it's almost sure. like she like wants to fuck around and find out like she's like oh, honestly <laughs> all right sure i'll just uh yeah i'll take along sure yeah, let's see how this uh, unfolds yeah. <laughs> I'll, exactly. I'll be ready with my popcorn <laughs> exactly that's what it seems like it's weird mm-hmm. but also don't just show up to a big dinner unannounced because like people won't have enough food for you like rude uh, but also i don't know yeah the whole but thing also, is just like a bad his dad's idea. the worst yes yeah yeah um yeah confronting him in front of his new wife and younger siblings that might not even know he exists cool cool probably not the best idea but Mm, like you do what you gotta you you do you (laughs) so it turns out that maya is also musically inclined she plays the oboe which is pretty cool oboe um lily and maya are practicing um maya can tell that lily is kind of off in la la land and is asking if they had been spending time in the tree fort again which code word for doing Mm. it i want to say one thing about the tree fort you know how there is a telescope in the tree fort Mm -hmm. and that dirk and asher would like spy and see if his mom was coming when they were smoking weed when I found that out. I immediately thought about how in the beginning, in the first chapter, Olivia felt like someone was watching her. Oh. I don't Ooh. know if it's, I don't know if it was just like her sixth sense because of the bear and the hive. Like mm. that's what she felt. But good also, connection. Good connection. It's a telescope. I don't know. That's yeah. what you do. Telescope. Watch Look people. at people. Watch people. No, Most you're supposed to look at the stars. The stars. No, 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 no. no. People, people. You go watch people them when they don't only. know you're watching them. Lily ends up apologizing to Maya and says, like, I'm sorry I took him away from you. She, Maya, like, brushes this off, like, like, ew, gross. Like, you didn't take mm-hmm. him away from me. But then also Lily brings up his dad and is like, so, like, hypothetically, if we went to see his dad and like would that be a good idea and she's like you're fucking crazy no mm-hmm. um he's not a nice guy and he's essentially figured out how to imitate a nice man so not a good idea yeah um obviously 
Lily does not heed Maya's advice because now they're on their way to the dinner. That's what I mean. She's like fucking around and finding out. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Your, your best friend, who's also your boyfriend's best friend, is like, no, no, no. don't do it. And she's like, all right. Yeah. Let's do all it. right. Better go. Let's go. Let's get them. They are on their way, obviously, and they're getting the closer they get. It seems like Lily is maybe getting a little bit nervous and also says like, you know, it's still not too late to turn around. Like she's starting to second guess her herself in joining and um, like, which is like, you're already on the way. Yes. Yeah. You're already (laughs) there. You're only three. You're three miles away. (laughs) She asks him if he doesn't. So like, do you not believe your mom about what happened? And his response is it happened to her, not me, which red flag again. I just don't like his personality right now. But and... also like I can I kind of like it's your your parent. <laughs> it's your parent. But like, you don't I... know. Like you don't know anything about them. It's like this mystery in your life but like a domestic all you know is what your mom told you i know i'm not on anybody's side like in all reality Mm -hmm. obviously i'm like yeah he shouldn't be talking to this fucking loser right but from asher's perspective i do feel kind of bad hmm okay 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 but again maybe it's because i'm reading i'm like so invested in olivia's chapters Mm, true true So then he also responds with like, don't you know, like people can change. My mother decided that I don't get to have a relationship, which is not fair, which also I think is like, okay, there's obviously a reason. It's not like she took him and left. There was court and there was stuff that like proceeded to why. Anyways, again, Asher asks Lily if he if she wishes that his her dad was alive and she's like straight up no um and she says that there is something else about him that i should have told you and then she can't muster up the courage and just says like one daddy issue at a time let's deal with yours first so do you think there's something else other than the fact that like he's not dead <laughs> he's not dead and she lied to him i think so it. too I think so too, but then like, I'm confused. I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused too, because I thought that there was a point where she told him that he wasn't Mm -hmm. dead. Mm -hmm. There is. He was still, I don't know. Yeah. Just have to keep going, I guess. So they, they arrive, they end up watching the family through the window. They seem happy and like a real family kind of thing and then asher's just like fuck this let's get out of here so they like peel out of the jeep lily obviously is looking back and can see that margot and the boys are very uncertain like who is this person like ripping around out there but she can see the look in brayden's face and that he knows um and they don't talk about what just happened at all on the ride home cool 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 cool. later on asher ends up confiding in Lily again and tells her that he doesn't want to meet his dad for breakfast anymore and that he doesn't belong to him at all. They all looked so happy and it seems so fake at the same time. Um, he wanted to see what Margot's face was like when he, when his dad walked into the room 
because he wants to know if it looks the same way as his mother's does when she talks about his dad. That would be intense. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he's also worrying and wondering if he's like his dad. Lily tries to explain to him that he is so kind and gentle But then there was that circumstance that one time that they decided to go to breakfast together with his dad and after he was so cruel to her and that she saw something in him that scared her, which red red flag happened. What happened? That is a red flag. What happened? What happened? (laughs) And then at this point, she spills the beans. She's like, so my dad isn't actually dead, but I wish he was. Mm hmm. Um, We find out that her and her mother left him in the middle of the night when she was 11 years old. And all that she says is that he hurt me, which I don't know what that means. He didn't hurt her mother. She says, no, Mm -hmm. she hurt me or Mm -hmm. he hurt me. Mm -hmm. And this is what Asher is also afraid of. Um, And then Lily says to him, that was an accident. You didn't mean to. And then Asher says, that is what I remember my mom saying to my dad. We leave off that chapter with Asher letting Lily carve her initials in the treehouse. So she does tell, Mm -hmm. she does tell him that her dad isn't dead and he was okay. Like he received that news. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, no, because, yeah, because he, like, embraces her and says, like, yeah. it's okay. Yes, and she carves her initials in the, yeah. he tells her to carve her initials. Like, and if mm-hmm. he was pissed, I don't think he'd be, like, yes. carve your initials in the rafters. Yes, I'm wondering if it's, like, he hurt me, because he's, like, did he hurt your mom? Like, my situation, she's, like, no, it, he hurt me, which mm-hmm. is, like, interesting. Mm-hmm. So December 13th, 2018, six days after. Olivia is reliving a night with Brayden after she had to stay at her parents' house overnight when she went to check the bees because of a bad storm. When she comes home, Brayden is pissed and accuses her of seeing Mike. Uh, I'm pretty sure something abusive happens at that point. I didn't write it down because it's like kind of a lot, but I did write down this quote because afterwards he says to her, if I didn't love you so much, I wouldn't be so crazy. Red flag. Someone mm-hmm. ever says those words to you, nope the mm-hmm. fuck out of there. So it's 12.24 a.m. and someone is at the door. Turns out it's Mike and he is there with a warrant for Asher's arrest. Blech. We find out that her brother, who I had spoken about earlier, his name is Jordan. The lawyer, he is on the next flight home from Dublin and cannot be reached because he's on an airplane in the sky. Mike doesn't help her with what she should do next, as he shouldn't, I guess. That would be conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when she goes to the police station, the person at the desk tells her that she can see Asher again tomorrow morning in court. By that time, her brother will be back. And we also find out that the police had seized Asher's phone and laptop, too. So she goes into Asher's bedroom. She wonders if she should call Brayden and decides not to, hoping that this will blow over. She remembers a little bit ago when Asher had punched a hole in the wall 
um and she's thinking about dates and it lines up with when him and lily must have gotten into a fight which she learned in the interrogation between mike and asher so she's kind of just putting stuff together again the hole in the wall like the violence aspect is like that nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. sort of thing she's also remembering um when they were doing honey gathering with asher and lily I'm not going to go over everything. There was a lot of process about how they made the honey and it was very cool. Um, But Olivia brings Lily into that process and it seems like she's a bit of a natural. And uh, Olivia sort of observes Lily and Asher's relationship as they make the honey together from an outsider's perspective. And it's very sweet. Like she can tell that they care about each other a lot. Mm -hmm. Jordan, Olivia's brother, is 10 years older than she is. He arrives. They have to rush to the courthouse, which is an hour away. Olivia tries to fill him in on the details as they go. When they arrive at the courthouse, it's a media frenzy outside. They are there because of Asher, and obviously they are here for her. Um, Jordan is able to represent Asher. The state is being represented by a woman... um, who has a black bob so i think that we can get the vibe that she is a serious woman because she's got the serious yes. woman black bob <laughs> and her name is gina jewett so jordan manages to sway the judge for bail however the judge sets it at a cool one million and no biggie <laughs> no biggie no biggie no big deal they take asher away and olivia compares the look on his face to a look she had seen on his father's face interesting so So we learned that once Brayden started to make money as a cardiac surgeon he wanted to spend his money even though Olivia was kind of like you have debt but he's like let's fucking buy an Audi make it rain rain. so he treats himself to this brand new car Um, one day the sunroof is left open and it rains he blames olivia for this um and at this point she actually cannot remember if she did it or not it's kind of sounding like she probably didn't but of course he's going to blame her um and he throws her against a wall so it's escalating it's getting worse olivia is super struggling with asher having to be in jail for 48 hours before she can see him again um but then again she keeps wondering like could he be like his father like a small part of her almost she doesn't want to believe it but a small part of her is almost like oh shit (laughs) did he do this yeah jordan um can't bail asher out for olivia because he is representing him because i was literally like why does he not just give her the money like he's Mm -hmm. probably a baller Yeah. yeah So he says that he'll step down and that Asher can come home tonight. But Olivia says, no, she trusts Jordan and that she wants him representing her son. Jordan suggests that there is someone who could help. But Olivia says, no, she decides that she would put the house as collateral to get the loan for a bail bond versus calling Brayden and admitting. It's almost like admitting defeat, right? Like, I need your help Mm -hmm. for our son. When she has, it doesn't, it sounds like she hasn't spoken to him since she left the day she left Mm -hmm. when he was a kid so selena arrives who is jordan's wife she sounds fucking badass just like yeah she does cool woman and like rocking the shaved head like hell yes 
and they're like they're like an ultimate power couple he's the defense attorney and she is a private investigator so like oh, that's yeah. that would be so sick but also like don't go fucking around because she will know <laughs> mm-hmm. um turns out selena has gotten some info and that is that gina jewett wants the attorney general job and hence wants to win this case and ruin asher because it will look real good on her for re-election when it comes time to trying to be the attorney general so that's not good we, that's obviously like just the cherry on top of the whole fucking pie mm-hmm. or whatever. So Olivia remembers how her wedding day was the best day of her marriage and how every day after her wedding day just got progressively worse. So she's having these flashbacks and it just sounds like so fucking shitty. So they're finally able to see Asher. It turns out that his cellmate is just a casual pedophile and when he walks into the room to see his mom and his uncle, his face is covered in bruises. Um, he tells them the story of how that happened, which is that he did not know that his cellmate was a pedophile and kind of buddied up with him. And obviously, you don't want to be friends with the pedophiles in jail. No pedos, so, no pedos, no. No pedos. So it got taken out on Asher. Jordan tells Asher what's up and that he's being charged with murder, blah, blah, blah. They end up having to leave, and Asher, Asher doesn't want Olivia to go. She remembers how he was a bit like a shield for her with his father when he was little because Brayden wouldn't be nearly as bad to Olivia if the kid was in the room. And she's almost sort of like thinking about how mm. weak he looks now and that kind of thing. Um, the last time it happened was on a Sunday. Brayden lost a patient and she tiptoed around him. Um, He ended up pulling her hair and beating her. However, a baby little Asher interfered saying, stop daddy. And it sounded really heartbreaking and sad. So once they leave the jail, Olivia loses it. She realized once Asher she realized once asher was a part of the abuse she had to leave like once he was recognizing what was happening she couldn't subject him to that anymore um and she knows that he won't come out of jail the same person as he went in which is like yeah she's worked so hard to protect him and like shield him from the abuse that she experienced and now she's like oh fuck like is this all Mm -hmm. gonna be erased essentially yeah yeah. She remem- she does not want to call Brayden for the Monday. She remembers that after Asher, baby Asher stepped in for the fight, he had treated them all like gold that day because it, it he had like a wake up call about what was happening. Um but that then but that the next day she packed all their shit in garbage bags and went and stayed with Jordan. So we find out how that ended. So we're with obviously Lily and it's three weeks before and it's ten days after Lily has told Asher. Which then this makes sense. So there's something else other than the dad being alive because yeah, that was only the week before. Yeah. So okay. she has told him something before she's told him that her dad's alive. Okay. So it's 10 days after Lily has told Asher and they have not spoken since. It's been 10 days since she's made the biggest mistake of her life. And that's that she thought that Asher was different than anybody else. What was it? Mm-hmm, right 
but she knows that he hasn't told anybody yet because she's not getting looks or there hasn't been rumors starting or anything like that. She's like small towns would eat that shit up. So it's something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's finally just works up the courage to end up like going to his house herself because he won't respond to her. And she lets herself in because they never lock the door. And Olivia is in the cellar. She's like, Asher's not here. And she's like, I came to talk to you. And then she can't (laughs) come up with the words. So they start working on like some B stuff. She's like, would you help me? Like, give me a hand. (laughs) Give me a hand. Don't just stand there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finally, while they're working, she gets up the courage to tell her that her and Asher are not speaking right now. And that he said he needed some time and she's just wondering if this is something he does regularly she just needs to know if this is like a permanent decision or not Mm -hmm. olivia explains to her that he does pull away um and that when asher was 15 he wanted to get in touch with his dad um but she knew that the fairy tale that he had come up with in his head wasn't going to happen and that asher would get hurt in the end um so she's told him no and after that they did not speak for two weeks okay okay back to what we were talking about previously though about Mm -hmm. like how asher shouldn't want to see his dad and that he was pissed that she had made it so that he couldn't or whatever Mm -hmm. at that point that's when she should have said okay when he was 15 i could like make his own decisions you know what i mean i guess i guess even though even though it was so bad and then even you said like yeah there was like the court cases and stuff which is explained maybe in this chapter Mm -hmm. i can't remember but that she had gotten her brother and he to file and he's a high high profile defense attorney Mm -hmm. so he didn't fight it because he wanted to keep his reputation over his, like yes. his reputation was more valuable to him than his child yeah and his family exactly yeah. yes yeah anyway that's just my two uh, true i guess that is true like he did put it forward maybe there could have been some kind of like consensus she could have put her stuff aside or like had some sort of like gather or like a chaperone with him or something yes. like that and i feel like he would have shown his true colors anyway eventually like yes which is what Mm -hmm. she's afraid of but you can't shelter your child or else they're never gonna fucking grow up i guess yes true true anyway true true it is hard i'm not i've never been in that situation so Mm -hmm. i can't speak from experience so if i'm talking out of my ass and anybody disagrees with me i support that as well (laughs) i'm going to assume because obviously i don't have children either but i feel like obviously if you are a victim of domestic abuse abuse and you've also had a child with that person you'd probably feel even more protective over that person totally. which is maybe what is coming through from definitely olivia's yeah, I can hear that. um so anyway she ends up saying like don't worry about it he'll come around he does just need the time um at this moment olivia or lilia realizes that asher hasn't told his mother that he sees his father once a month for breakfast so this kind of this upsets Lily and she's like this was a mistake coming here I've got to go I got to get out of here so she essentially like just skedaddles out of there Mm -hmm. this is a reflection back now Um, Lily learned at a young age what adults wanted from her and she's been acting through life ever since she's always tried to figure out 
um, how to ease the anxiety for herself from her mother. Um, she's always tried to, you know, overachieve, be smart, do all of these things so that adults would be happy with her. Um, but she realizes or she thinks that her mother has given up so much for her that Lily owes it to her not to be sad, which mm-hmm. is, I feel, a bit problematic in that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason. Well, and I feel it's... like her mom is kind of doing the same to her. Like, they're yes. just being fake to each other to keep mm-hmm. the other person happy, which, like, mm-hmm. it could backfire real quick. Yeah. So the year that she was 16, she recently was released from the hospital after a suicide attempt. Um, and she continued on pretending, and so does her mother, um, until one day her mother finally kind of snaps and tells her that you're not the only one who's forgotten how to be happy. So then at this point, this is when Lily finally asks for help um, and gets a therapist and they achieve or they come up with goals to try and distract herself. Essentially Um, she focuses into cello and does this like really challenging piece and nails it eventually. And Um, Her mother comes up to her at the end of that and tells her that, see, you can do anything. Um, And this has also inspired her mom to be like, let's just move. Let's start over. All that kind of thing. But Lily, being the younger of the people, actually says, I'm still going to be me just in a different location, which is the smart and Mm -hmm. truth. Mm Mm-hmm. She finally ends up breaking down in front of her mother um, and she like they could she couldn't keep the act up anymore. Um, Her mother doesn't try to tell her anything like what she should have could have would have done differently. She just listened for a change. Um, And that's um, that was the night where like they both stopped pretending with each other and pretending that they were fine and everything. And this is also the reason she thought that it could be like that with Asher as well. Mm. Um, She says to herself that three years later, she's a very different person and that she's grown so much, but she's worried that she's going to slip like we were talking about later. Mm. We find out that Maya works for the classified section. There was this creepy guy calling. Sounds like he... Yeah, this guy's creep. Um, he was placing classified sec- uh, classified ads, even though he didn't need to be. He just liked the sound of her voice. Ooh. And it ends up getting her fired for some reason and then also grounded, which is also problematic. So fucked up. So fucked up. So since she's grounded, she's like, well, the only way I'm going to get out of this is to plan a menstruation party because her she has lesbian mothers and her lesbian mothers are so thrilled so they did cancel her grounding (laughs) and they in fact are going to go out so that she can have alone time with her girlfriends and enjoy their (laughs) menstruation party um at the party um uh, at a party without guys everybody seems like super chill relaxed like it's a plus nobody cares and i actually loved the vibe mm-hmm. that was being mm-hmm. like they're all in their comfy clothes how it said no one was checking their reflection mm-hmm. like i mm-hmm. could i related to that and i was yes. like yes comfortable yes. girl time yes 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 nobody's judging I was anybody think- 
Totally. I was thinking the same thing. And turns out that Lily was also thinking the same thing. She was fitting in. She liked being part of a crowd. She liked the sisterhood of it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then at 10 p.m., the hockey team crashes the party, including Asher. And he is immediately mad when he sees Lily and says to Maya, you told me Lily wouldn't be here, which is a big ouch to Lily, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Lily is trying to gather herself. She's a bit tipsy. um, And Dirk confronts her in the um, kitchen and he's just being his, his icky self. So then she decides to go outside where Asher is still waiting um he tells her that she he doesn't hate her she just hate he just hates the fact that she didn't trust him enough to tell the truth um and she wants to tell him that it's it's not him it's how i was treated before but she can't find the words so he kind of just like walks off from her and then her excuse to leave the party is that she's got her period and she's got to go, which is I ironic. I can't believe Maya funny. bought that. I'd be yeah. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. So now it's been two weeks since Asher stopped talking to Lily and there's a tapping at her window and it turns out to be Asher has climbed up to her window. Very Dawson's Creek of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to wait for like um <laughs> yeah oh wrong wrong uh, scene wrong set wrong set wrong set, wrong set. Yeah. <laughs> um again he explains to her that it's not what you said it's that you were afraid to tell me he asks her if there's anything else um that she wants to tell him the truth blah 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 and she's thought passes but she's like no my father is dead to me so she doesn't tell him at that point that in fact he is alive then they kind of get it on a bit well not kind of they do get it on and um, i think her panties come off they off they they is off they um but uh during this she's reflecting on herself and like kind of assessing the scene um and she this made me feel happy and hopeful for her. So I'm feeling sad that she's dead, um, that she is a miracle and that she believes that she is. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Who done it? What happened with First her dad? All, what happened with her dad? What is this other fucking secret mm-hmm. that made asher not talk to her for 14 days and then Mm -hmm. suddenly come around so it's can't be so bad like it's not like i cheated on you because Mm -hmm. he said he needed time right Mm -hmm. like it's not and that he was just hurt that she couldn't trust him Mm -hmm. so what could it be secret baby secret baby well that's not he jokes about that he's like you're not raising like a baby somewhere are you oh, or your yeah. aunt's not raising a baby for you yes, somewhere you're is right. she you're right yes so it's and obviously not that I, i'm assuming it's not that i'm wondering like i don't know i don't know what it could be uh i feel like it's something bad with the dad obviously that's what linda had said too as you were telling your side of it i realized that 
So it was like five days between when Lily saw her dad and when her funeral was. Yes. So yes. he went back to Seattle and then showed back up at the funeral and wasn't invited mm-hmm. because Ava was pissed that he was there. Yeah. I'm going to assume that there's more time going by. We're just not on the right timeline. But yes, essentially. Because wonder... by the di- day that she was dead, which was five days after, so it's like been 10 days technically since she saw him at the diner. Because it was five days when she got sick okay. after the meeting. And then when she died, it was five days after it was her funeral. Okay, so that makes sense. He's got he's had enough time to go back home because mm-hmm. he wouldn't stick around for ten days. Like that's Mm-mm. insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that math that math adds up. Thank you for that. However, I'm still curious about the dad. It's got to be something bad, but like her mom still talks to her dad because mm-hmm. she said, "Yeah, I talked to him. He went back to Seattle." So it mm-hmm. can't be like. Because I don't think that her mom and her dad would have an open line of communication if it was, mm. like, something as bad as Olivia and Brayden. And also the fact that, like, if it was something like incest or something, mm-hmm. which is hopefully, I hope it's not, um, I feel like he wouldn't be, like, like, Asher would have been, like, I need to process this. Yeah, because why would you need to mm-hmm. process that? That's not a you You should thing. be, yeah, you should be comforting like for 14 days like maybe like oh my gosh I'm so sorry that happened to you I need to process this for a minute I'm here for you just give me a second they've also only been dating for three months so he would have totally overreacted had he been like you didn't trust me enough to tell me that because it's like I feel like that's probably something that a lot of people would go their whole lives without telling anybody so that's just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I mean unless Asher's just totally fucking off of his rocker which the book is kind of setting it up to be true (sighs) okay so who killed lily i was thinking maybe maya i've got my eyes on maya too not as chill as she makes herself seem because why would she invite the boys to the party Mm -hmm. and the way she when when fucking asher walked in the door she threw her arms around him almost as if she was claiming ownership to him right Mm -hmm. and I don't I feel like that's weird because if she was really Lily's friend I feel like you would not do that to your friend like Mm -hmm. I would never surprise like if you and Justin were in a fight I would never surprise you by bringing him to the house you know what I mean like that's Mm -hmm. fucked definitely not no yeah Hmm. interesting I'm also wondering about her dad Mm -hmm. or who done it because maybe, maybe it's something that nobody but Asher knows about and he doesn't want anyone else to know. And it's like the perfect crime setting Asher up to take the fall for Lily's death, potentially. True. True. However, Asher did just show up suddenly. So mm-hmm. it's not like With the door planning. was open too, yes. like open, open. Yes. So it's, but it's not like they had a planned meetup that her mm-hmm. dad could have known no, no, about. No. So yeah. that's like risky. True, true. Just, just talking out loud here. Yeah. Spit I'm on. also wondering about dying by suicide. Mm-hmm. Because true. we already had, but I guess her and Asher, no, her and Asher were fighting again. They were fighting again. And the, it was kind of setting it up that maybe it, 
might have been an attempt or a death Mm -hmm. by suicide because Mm -hmm. she wasn't getting her acceptance to her dream school. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. sick. Her and Asher are on the rock. She just saw her dad that she hates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's already in a vulnerable state. Like, is that a possibility? Yes. And then Linda said she was looking at Dirk. But I feel like he's too fucking obvious. Like, that's too obvious. Yeah, but also, he's a creep. Yeah, true. I know he's a creep, but, like, the people, really, the people that we can look at are Olivia, Asher, Dirk, Maya, her dad. Those Mm -hmm. are, like, the people that we know. Mm Mm-hmm. So, unless it's an unknown... True. ...suspect. True. True. I don't know. Could it have been Brayden? Maybe. Did he, like, true. see them in the car? Because he had met her. He has. True. True. But Ooh. what would be the motive? Hmm. Yeah, there's things that we need to know. There's a lot. There are things we need to know. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let us okay. know on the Facebook group who you, yeah. who you got your eyeballs on. I think there's going to be a lot of discussion on this. I hope for so. For sure. Because it's a really good book. hmm okay. okay. We won't keep you any longer. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.